0: Before we get into the episode, can I ask you just a quick little favor? If you love this podcast, could you just take a quick second to leave me a five star review? Reviews are the single best way to help this podcast reach more pregnant and postpartum women just like you. And it's a simple way to support the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, simply tap the show name and scroll all the way down, hit five stars, and you're done. On Spotify, just tap the star on the show page and submit your review. I so appreciate you guys and your help in spreading the pregnancy and birth education love. And now let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the tools, knowledge, and confidence you need to erase the unknowns, feel in control, and have an even better birth no matter how you deliver. My name is Liesl Teen, mom of two, practicing labor and delivery nurse, and your host. From over eight years and counting of working at the bedside, I know that knowledge is the key to an even better birth. So tune in each week to learn about all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum from me, a labor and delivery nurse that's seen it all. And now let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Mommy Liver Nurse Podcast. It is Liesl here, and today we are diving into a topic that sometimes hides in the shadows, anxiety during pregnancy and postpartum. And while postpartum depression rightfully gets attention, the spotlight on postpartum anxiety sometimes does feel a bit dim. Moms grapple with anxiety just as profoundly, yet it often remains unspoken, which leaves us wondering how to navigate it, what's normal and what's really not normal. But anxiety isn't just combined to the postpartum period. It can weave its way into the fabric of a pregnancy too. And it makes sense, doesn't it? Pregnancy is a monumental life event and stress is a natural companion. But acknowledging it is the first step to managing it effectively. And while I didn't have much anxiety during my pregnancy with either of the kids, I did have pretty significant postpartum anxiety after both of them were born. And in both instances, it manifested very differently. With Walter, I was just very on guard and I was just always very afraid that he was going to die or he was going to stop breathing. I was very hyper on controlling my environment around him. I just worried a lot and it just really, really got to me and I never really did anything about it. Didn't see a therapist. He just eventually got older and honestly, there was just less to worry about. And I think that's why it just kind of naturally eased off. But I do wish I would have kind of understood a little bit more what was going on, because there are definitely things that I could have done to help myself uh, through that first experience. Fast forward, when I had Ryland, it was a completely different experience. My anxiety manifested into significant overwhelm. I was also undiagnosed with ADHD at this point, obviously undiagnosed the first time as well. So that probably didn't help. But a lot of this overwhelm really stemmed from my undiagnosed ADHD. But with Ryland, the difference was I would get so paralyzed from overwhelm. There would be days where I would have both of them and I felt truly paralyzed. Like I did not know what to do first unless it was hitting me in the face i just remember i would be feeling like i have to go to the bathroom i would be hungry i would walk into a room and see like something on the floor that needed to be picked up like laundry or something and that was a task that had to be done and my baby would also be crying in the background and that's a task that had to be done so it was like all of these tasks would completely overwhelm me. And I just didn't know truly what to do first. And then that turned into rage outbursts. And this was not immediately after Rylan was born. I started having these instances. uh, He was about three or four months old, and then it just kept getting worse and getting worse. And then finally at about five months postpartum, I did start on some medication And that made a significant difference in everything. And that just helped me also use other coping skills that I learned from my therapist to manage that anxiety that I was feeling. But long story short, it was not fun. (laughs) Neither of those experiences. So if I can do anything to help someone not have to feel that way, or if they are feeling that way, help them through it. Um... I'll do it. And, you know, that's why we're talking about what we're talking about today. I'm also going to explore some natural remedies to ease this journey that you're going through and talk about when medication is the right move. I have done a number of Mommy Labor Nurse podcast episodes dedicated to maternal mental health, and you can continue to learn more if you choose so in episodes 187 about postpartum psychosis, 157, where I interview a perinatal psychiatrist, and episode 142, when I discuss maternal mental health a little bit more generally with Dr. Asherina Reem. And quickly, before we dive into this week's episode, I do want to remind you that if you or a loved one is suffering from any perinatal mood disorder, know that there is help out there. Call your provider right away and let them know that something isn't right. That truly is the first step is to just talk to somebody, tell somebody. And of course, for more acute situations, or if there's a situation of a maternal mental health crisis, you can call the National Maternal Mental Health Hotline at 1-833-TLC-MAMA. That's 1-833-852-6262. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Anxiety is a normal human response to stressful situations, As I talked about in the intro, pregnancy and having a baby can both be very stressful events for mamas to be, which it makes sense why this anxiety is so prevalent, right? And aside from it being a normal response to a stressful situation, there are also physiological things that happen during your pregnancy that might increase your risk for anxiety. Yeah, so what's the big one? Hormones. Hormones are actually really to blame for a lot of things during your pregnancy. We know this, but anxiety is no exception. And I could try and put it into my own words, but I'm going to read you a couple sentences from an article written by Dr. Kimmel, who is a co-director of the Perinatal Psychiatry Program at UNC, which is actually a hospital. Well, UNC, we know, it's the University of North Carolina is a school in North Carolina, but it is a hospital um, quite near me. But anyways, I'm gonna read a few sentences because she does a very good job of explaining how pregnancy and the hormonal changes can affect your mental health. So she says, pregnancy brings hormonal changes, including an increase in estrogen and progesterone until delivery. And some people are sensitive to these hormone shifts and the way that they interact with other systems in the body, which can lead to symptoms of depression or anxiety. Also, during pregnancy, your immune system adapts to find a balance between protecting mom, you, right, and the growing baby, while also tolerating the necessary changes. Levels of cortisol, which is the body's stress hormone, increase to support the baby, and this change can contribute to symptoms of anxiety and depression. Yes, very, very well said by Dr. Kimmel. Other reasons for anxiety during pregnancy can be related to you can't sleep, right? In difficulty sleeping, insomnia, or you're even just like tired all the time. Uh, logistical type stuff, like missing work, not due to feeling too well, or having frequent prenatal visits and just figuring out how logistically you're going to get to your appointments and back, and just simply the emotional roller coaster that we know pregnancy can take you on. Now, who's at risk for anxiety during pregnancy? Really anybody. But there are some factors that might put you at a little bit of an increased risk. And those are if you have a history, right, of anxiety or any other mental health, mood disorder, if you're having a high risk or a complicated pregnancy, if you have a history of having a miscarriage or multiple miscarriages, or a history of stillbirth, if you've had any previous birth trauma, or if you lack any social or family support around you. Because we know that support is one of the helpers <laughs> to anxiety. And obviously that list is not complete by any means, right? Sometimes anxiety in pregnancy occurs in women who don't have any of this going on, zero risk factors. And for that reason, it's important to be familiar with the risk factors, signs and symptoms, and remedies for anxiety during pregnancy because it can, just, it can hit anybody. All right, so let's talk about some natural remedies for anxiety during pregnancy first. The good news is that there are many things that you can do as a pregnant mom to cope with and manage this anxiety that you might have during your pregnancy. Number one, and probably one of the most helpful, is reframing your thoughts. And I'm going to elaborate a little bit on what that means. So sometimes a shift in your mindset about a certain topic or concern or whatever happened you know, in your life is honestly enough to combat your anxiety. And this can be a real challenge for some people, especially without the assistance of other remedies. So with that said, I don't want you to be discouraged if you really have difficulty changing your mindset. Not sure what you should be learning and doing in each week of pregnancy to feel your best and get prepared for birth? I know that when you're pregnant, it can feel impossible to stay on top of all the new stuff going on with your body, your baby, and your bulging at the seams to do list. That's why I created the free weekly pregnancy series. Sign up to get tips, advice, and resources tailored to your exact week of pregnancy sent straight to your inbox every week. Sign up at com slash I am pregnant to get your first email today. That's all one word, com slash I am pregnant. See you in your inbox real soon. I did an Instagram post about anxiety in the first trimester a while ago, because I think that is one of those times when anxiety is the highest. If you're going to experience it during pregnancy, you're always wondering like, Am I going to have a miscarriage, right? A lot of people struggle with that in that first trimester. So here's an example of how to reframe that thought. I'm just so worried, just so worried that I'm going to have a miscarriage. Instead of believing that thought, okay, you can let it enter your brain, but instead of believing it, you can choose to believe this thought. Today I woke up, I'm still pregnant. Nobody's told me that I'm not pregnant. And for that, I am grateful. Now, easier said than done, right? Uh, and it's going to feel weird the first time that you do it, but the more you practice this, the easier it becomes, the more natural it feels, and the better it works. Another thing you can do is prioritize your sleep. Uh huh. Again, easier said than done, right? Uh, you're pregnant, it's naturally harder to sleep when you're pregnant, but it can make a world of difference. I remember somebody gave me the advice with Ryland's pregnancy, like going into postpartum with him to treat my sleep like gold, like that is prioritize that over anything else. And that mindset really does make a difference because sleep, it fuels everything. And when you're rested, you're able to cope and manage these thoughts of anxiety so much better. Another thing you can do is meditation. Yes. Meditation involves focusing on an object, an image, word, anything to help you control those thoughts that come your way and calm your mind down. It has a lot of benefits. Talked about meditation a whole lot on the podcast and just on Instagram in general. I'm a big big fan of it. And the cool thing about it is hey, no risks. And it can be started really at any point during your pregnancy or just in your life, right? And honestly, the earlier, the better. I'm a firm believer in like, I think everybody should just incorporate meditation in their lives. It is so beneficial in so many ways. Another thing you can do is deep breathing. Oh my gosh, yes. And that's something along with meditation. We typically breathe a little bit deeper when we're meditating. We slow that breathing down. And deep breathing exercises really don't have to be complicated or time-consuming, but they can be so beneficial when you're pregnant. I found that one of the hardest things about doing deep breathing is even uh, remembering to do deep breathing. So one thing I would do to combat that is try to incorporate deep breathing with an activity or something I was doing anyways, right? So if I would be in the car, I would associate deep breathing with driving and that would help me remember just to do my deep breathing exercises or if you, you know, wake up and you brush your teeth every day, after you brush your teeth, you take a shower, maybe in the shower you do your deep breathing. That's called habit stacking by the way. <laughs> but it's just a, like a little tool you can use to incorporate these little little tiny healthy habits. Another great natural remedy is yoga or any sort of prenatal exercise. And hey, guess what? Stress reduction and mood improvement are only two of the many, many, many benefits of prenatal exercise. In addition to helping minimize your discomforts that you're having during your pregnancy and possibly resulting in an easier postpartum recovery, exercise is a great, great way to combat and cope with your anxiety during pregnancy. Oh my goodness, yes. Next up is aromatherapy smelling stuff (laughs) so aromatherapy yes and essential oils okay kind of they kind of go hand in hand these are also great ways to naturally reduce your anxiety during pregnancy but it's not for everybody okay especially for pregnant moms who are a little bit more sensitive to smells but it's just about using the right scent that works for you but remember, not all oils are safe for use during pregnancy, so just make sure you do your research before you start using any and talk to your provider. But I will give you one. Lavender, if you didn't know already, is very well known for its calming effects. And if you diffuse just a couple drops in a little oil diffuser or if you have a candle that has you know, a lavender scent, you can start to associate that with stress reduction and it can instantly calm you down. Herbal teas are up next. So consuming herbal tea during pregnancy, similarly to essential oils, they're not all safe to consume during pregnancy. So make sure you know know that and you check with your provider, you just do your research right before just drinking any old tea. But a couple of the ones that are safe are peppermint tea, lemon balm tea, chamomile tea, And guess what? They also have lavender tea. So if you'd rather drink versus smell, and sometimes that sense is also heightened sometimes during pregnancy too. So you're like, I I don't need to ingest anything or smell anything. No, thank you. But if you're a tea drinker anyway, try some herbal tea. Another great remedy is massage. Oh my goodness. Yes. The ultimate form of relaxation. I know it's not the ultimate form of relaxation for everyone, but for me, yes. Give me a massage. (laughs) If you're considered high risk or you have any pregnancy concerns too, be sure to talk to your provider before getting a massage and also make sure you choose a masseuse who has experience working with pregnant women. Most of the time it's very clear, you know, they're like, oh yes, this person does prenatal massage. This person does not. It's just, you know, you have to know how to press on certain points and not press on others. Another thing we can do to help is limiting our caffeine. And the big thing with caffeine consumption is that it can impact your sleep. And we already talked about sleep, prioritizing that sleep, because sleep deprivation really doesn't do anybody any favors, especially during pregnancy, but it's so hard because insomnia is so uh, prevalent. And while it's typically safe to consume up to 200 milligrams of caffeine, per day during pregnancy. If you are someone that struggles or has been struggling with anxiety or you're at an increased risk for developing prenatal anxiety, I would personally recommend limiting that even more. All right. The sound of that heartbeat means it's time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. This one says, I just delivered my Labor Day baby with no epidural or other pain interventions after using your course. Seriously, night and day for my first delivery. I had an epidural. I was out of control. Four plus hours of pushing. Oof, that's a long time. I used your breathing techniques and birth affirmations nonstop. I was able to relax so much better. And as a result, I dilated faster. I only pushed for 12 minutes. Minutes using the free pushing technique. Oh, I love that! If you want to have an even better birth, just like this mama, head on over to MommyLaborNurse.com/slash/courses to learn more about our three online on-demand birth classes. Okay, hydration and nutrition. Yes, if you're dehydrated, if you're not eating right, right during your pregnancy, that can really leave you feeling exhausted, sluggish, and blah even more blah than you might normally feel uh, during your pregnancy. This all goes hand in hand, right? With poor sleep habits, which all these working together can lead to an increase in anxiety. You can see why it's so common because it's so easy to not prioritize these sort of things. But staying hydrated, filling your body with nutritious food is always important, but even more so during pregnancy. So prioritizing that as well Can really, really make a difference. Another one is education. Yeah. So this is a big one. And this is why I started Mommy Labor Nurse to begin with. Okay. Education is really key when preparing for any sort of major life event. And pregnancy and birth is no exception. When I ask mamas to be what their biggest anxieties about birth are, I most commonly hear that is just the fear of the unknown. I don't know what the heck is going to happen. And I'm just scared but hey, guess what? Education and preparation. That's why you're listening to this podcast episode right now. But all of that can help you to be a more active instead of a passive participant in your birth experience. And it just puts you in a better position to advocate for yourself and for your baby. So get that birth education on. Yes. Okay. We got about three more. The next one is journaling. Yeah. And I know you're listening to this and you're like, I got to do all these things. No, you don't have to do any of this. This is just a list. And sometimes it's just saying these things out loud um, that might remind you like, oh, you know what? I haven't been doing this. Let me try this. But this is not to say by any means like, oh, do this and then do this and do this and do this because that's overwhelming in and of itself, right? But anyways, journaling. Yes, journaling. Oh my goodness great way to get those overwhelming thoughts and worries out of your head. Just write it down. There's really no rules when it comes to journaling. I personally use it like that. I don't hold myself accountable. Like I have to journal for this amount of time during the day and I have to do it at this point. No, I just have uh, journals all over the house and post-it notes all over the house. And if I'm feeling overwhelmed or just whatever kind of feeling, I have somewhere to write some stuff down. And if that's what works for you, that's what works for you. Um, if you're the kind of person that you like to journal right before you go to bed, cool. Or in the morning, cool. But it's just one of those things that helps you to get rid of those circling thoughts in your head. The next remedy is talk therapy. Yes. Did you know that there are actually counselors and therapists that specialize in pregnancy, birth, and the postpartum period? Yeah. You can go on psychologytoday.com and search for a therapist, and there's all these little filters that you can do, and one of them is perinatal support. But regardless of their specialty, finding any licensed person to talk to you throughout your pregnancy can help minimize anxiety, and not only during pregnancy, but during postpartum as well. So get yourself a good old talk therapist and use them. (laughs) I certainly use mine. And then, last but certainly not least, is self care. Uh huh. As a mom, it is so easy to neglect our own needs because we got so many other things that need our needs, right? I literally find myself in this battle every single day, but carving out some time for myself each and every day really is just such a game changer for my mental health. And I encourage you to do the same. It really, truly, and does make a difference because at the end of the day, you are your own person and you are not just so-and-so's mom or so-and-so's wife or so-and-so's this or this role. You are you. So you deserve some of your own time as well. Now, what happens if I'm doing all these things and I still have a good bit of anxiety or maybe I can't even do these things because I'm so anxious. I can't even think about prioritizing my sleep or journaling or doing this. I just can't. Anxiety looks different on different people. And like I mentioned earlier, it is expected to have some, a bit of anxiety during your pregnancy. But if you are resonating with what I just said and it's affecting your daily life, or you're not even able to do some of these coping mechanisms, this is when it might be time to enlist some help. And that might be medication. That might be leaning more into your support system. But like I said in the intro, the first step is to talk to your provider, talk to somebody, because they can help you open up this path to getting better. And I can't stress enough the importance of addressing your anxiety. If you're having these issues during your pregnancy, address it now instead of waiting until after you have your baby. It's worth it because guess what? Untreated perinatal anxiety can lead to postpartum anxiety. So if you're resonating with this right now, be sure to seek help as soon as possible. There's no shame in that. I wish I didn't even have to say that, but it's okay. You don't have to feel bad about reaching out for help and talking to someone about this. Like I said in the beginning, these sort of mood disorders don't get enough attention. And this is what leaves women feeling that shame and feeling embarrassed by these feelings and these emotions, like something's wrong with me, what's wrong with me. But the sooner we start to talk about it, and like I said, that's why I'm talking about it, the more we kind of get the idea that, oh wait, you're dealing with this too? This is not just me. This is something that can happen. You feel a little bit more, oh, okay. And it's easier for you to, typically easier for you to seek help. That's why I talk about my journey. I encourage you to talk about your journey too, because the more we talk about, the more we normalize maternal mood disorders, the more we can support each other, because after all, we're in this together, right? We all in this together at the end of the day. And that is it for this episode. I hope I was able to help you a little bit out with anxiety if you're one of those that's dealing with it. Again, I encourage you to reach out to your provider as a first step in navigating this. And I wish you well. It's not fun. I've been there, but it does get better. Next week on the podcast, I'm doing another solo episode and we are gonna be talking about how to get your partner, if you have one, excited about your pregnancy. It's gonna be a fun little episode. So do you join me next week? I will see you same time, same place next week. Already feeling a little more confident about pregnancy, birth, and newborn life? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can continue to erase the unknowns and never miss an episode. And if you're looking for even more, Instagram is definitely where I hang out the most. Come join our community of more than a half a million moms for birth education, tips, and solidarity. You can find me at mommy.labornurse. Check out today's show notes and a searchable library of every Mommy Labor Nurse podcast episode at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. And while you're there, be sure to head to the blog to learn about our online birth classes too. See you next week. And remember, you can have an even better birth no matter how you deliver.